0: So Joey, you've been on layout before, but technically, like, not as a guest. You were like, as a, as a, you were filling in for me. I was not here. So, you were a co host in a way.
1: Well, there's no way, there's no way I could have, I could have filled in for Rafa, but I was, I was on the show with Kevin and it was a good episode. It was, um, geez. It was, yeah. What, what was it? Almost a year ago, right? Um, yeah. I, I think we were talking about the last WWDC. Is that it? I remember we were talking about coffee a lot and sleep. But I I do remember some Apple talk in it.
2: Or was it something iPhone related? I don't think it was WWE. No, that's
1: right. It was iPhone related. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 28th of September, 2019. We talk about Figma plugins, electric scooters, our sleep schedules, coffee, and our thoughts (laughs) on the iPhone 11, 11 Of course,
1: I only remember the coffee part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Boom,
1: but but yeah,
2: uh, I was gonna say it, it's funny. Rafa texted me and he was like, "Hey, should we have Joey on?" And I was like, "I was thinking about that too, but like, I was like, ah, it's probably gonna be too late, and like, you know, he's gonna be busy." And I was like, ah, "Let's let's reach out, let's see."
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you invited me. I was just wrapping up a meeting, and um, I mean, like like both of you and probably everyone listening, I've I've been watching wwdc events throughout the week and and thinking about it way too late into the night and uh so it's good to have an outlet for this instead of my my poor fiance who has to listen to all of the uh all of the things i relay back to her
0: <laughs> oh that's funny yeah because you know we thought um i bet joey hasn't like he, he's not doing anything right he's not busy <laughs> with side projects or whatever figma files or, you know i think he has a time so we thought you know should reach out
1: no i uh, well i mean i i have a couple of things going on but i actually feel so so the context here is just yesterday i published um i i mean it sounds weird to say but i published the ios 15 ui kit uh for figma and (laughs) it sounds weird because it was just announced on monday but the truth is i've been working on this uh this kit for about just over three months now and um i got so many dms asking like are, do you are you in on this do you know like how did you how did you get this right so <laughs> fast um and I, the, I mean the the truth is I definitely stayed up a little late monday night and i, I uh, as i've admitted a couple of times now I, I drink a lot of coffee and I just really enjoy this work but i i got started um on a lot of like the core components that I felt pretty certain weren't going to change like i didn't foresee them changing like the keyboard or the segmented control or what a what a toggle looks like um and some of like the the more you know kind of core elements to ios but i definitely definitely left room for things like wallpapers and notifications and um gosh there's a lot that changed and actually a lot that i i had to update but overall it it wasn't too too bad so that's the magic behind the the 24-hour turnaround time (laughs) For us on the outside, it was so impressive. It was like, oh my goodness!
0: Like, I don't think it could have come out like sooner than that.
2: (laughs) It was just so impressive.
0: I think I was equally impressed and also not surprised. (laughs) Right, right. It was like, like, oh my god! How the hell did he do it? Of course he did. He's Joey, right? It was like the same, the same amounts. Uh, Awesome. I've already used it. Oh, cool.
1: Well, I I mean, please, please share your feedback. I think my my biggest. I don't know. My my biggest worry in this kit is that I, I forgot things or I overlook things. Like I actually almost published it, and uh, someone sent me a, a DM on Twitter, and they're like, hey, like, I, I saw you're working on the Apple Pay uh, UI last week, and I don't know if you caught it, but they actually changed that with iOS 15. And Kevin, you, you stunned out a tweet today um, just saying that you, you had a lot on your mind um, with that. And I'm so glad that person reached out because I totally would have overlooked that. And um, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I, I just don't want to like the hard part with all of this, right, and this is where a lot of the pressure kind of comes on is when you currently duplicate a file on figma, like someone is grabbing that file and now it's in their drafts, and that's the file they have and If I make a mistake or if I push an update yeah um it's it's hard to integrate that at the moment um fingers crossed that that'll change in the future with figma, but so it kind of creates a lot of pressure. It's like you're putting something out there that could be permanent for someone to grab, and they might not realize that there's a mistake or that there's been an update to the to the ui kit um so i just i really wanted to try to get it right on the first time and uh i think i came out of it only with three or four spelling mistakes which isn't too bad
0: (laughs) it's impressive that's actually uh, you touched on such a good uh, you know feature request i guess for figma because i've seen that a lot yeah like even with your own previous ios 14 uh like at some point you pushed a big update uh, to to take advantage of auto layout and stuff in variants um and at that point, like all the components I was already using, you know, they were not. So maybe now that they have branching mm-hmm. on uh, on library mm-hmm. files, I wonder if somehow you could rebase or like pull from the original. Because uh, they have already like that diff component diff, right? Exactly. When you're, I yeah. guess merging branches. So maybe that could be part of that story. That'd yeah. be good.
2: Well, the thing that's weird too is. I don't think you can just view the file, right? Like I remember, like looking at it and it's like right. copy, but I, I'm like not thinking that this is the action I want to do here. Like I'm like I just want to see the file and then like maybe copy the elements that I need. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're exactly right.
1: It's um, the dream I think would be able to publish a like currently in Figma you can publish files and you can publish prototypes, and it would be amazing to have an option that's like. Hey, this is a this is intended to be like a design system library, right? And someone could subscribe to it, right. and then just like you could in a regular design system, you could be notified if there were updates available. Um, fingers crossed, people would people would update them and, and keep them <laughs> uh, kind of all in sync. But yeah, like I, my my worst fear is you know someone kind of adopting this file and, and maybe pushing it forward in personal projects or or work projects, and then finding the mistake or not realizing there's a mistake there, and then not being able to kind of easily update the kit just because of the um, the current limitations.
2: Well, well thing with people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think they're, they're, they're listening. We, yeah. we already got the icon
1: updated. So yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fingers thank you.
2: crossed on that one. <laughs> just kidding. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to take credit for this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Just shout out to Ryan for that. Yes, Ryan. Yeah.
0: So should we talk about, um, the, the things you, you know, we already alluded that maybe Kevin has thoughts on the new Apple pay. Email, yeah. But
2: and it's, it's funny. just very briefly, Everyone asked me, like, what do you actually think? Because I just said, like, oh, I have a lot of questions. That was me. Um, and so I've been, like, trying to kind of...
0: Save it for the show.
2: Put things together. And obviously save things for the show. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do a side-by-side comparison of the old one and the new one. But, like, I can't just take a screenshot of my Apple Pay thing. <laughs> and so I basically took the the one from your... Oh, cool. <laughs> your... your um, uh, figma
1: thing so that i can like compare the two i can give you the the so. old one that i made too if that's helpful
0: <laughs> oh yeah i would we I would should love that. we should start a fig jam right now and just like paste these things so we can yeah because i actually haven't seen in detail like the new the new the new, the new let's UI. do it real
1: quick i can i can create it if if you two want to uh talk for a minute i can share a link and it would be helpful to actually walk through
0: <laughs> yeah cool okay that's amazing wow i don't know if it's going to be good uh podcast uh material content <laughs> They, but they do, we'll do say our
1: podcasting is as a, as a visual medium first and audio second, yes, so, it. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We'll have the chapters with the images.
0: So I want to talk about all the things. There was a lot. That there was a lot. But at the same time, it felt like th- there was not a lot. <laughs> There's a lot, like quantity, but not, like, I think there was no major things. Like, there was no redesign to any platform or whatever. And even, the, I think, the format of the keynote was interesting because before... We they had this formula, right? They would go like iOS and then TVOS or macOS, like per platform. Um, Actually, I think they used to leave iOS to the end, and now they start with it. But anyway, but now it was way more. You had like now let's talk about home stuff, which is not really any like platform specific. Actually, it 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 touches all of them. Um, So it was a mix of like themes, but also platforms, and even like Safari. I think they showed Safari on the Mac section. But that's also when they showed the iOS redesign. Like it was, it was a very different format. How do, how do y'all feel about that? Well,
1: it, it went really quick, I thought. Um, it, if I, if I had to like sum it up, it it was a lot of like quality of life improvements with a couple of like surprises. Safari, I think definitely being one of them. And I have some thoughts on Safari, but just from, just from an outside perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I was listening to, um, atp accidental tech podcast with marco and one of the things i i think he and uh john Syracuse said was like there's a lot of updates for users but not really a ton for developers or not a lot of things uh, not a lot of things for developers to really take advantage of this year um and i think their their kind of summary was you know what that's okay it's been a year let's let's it's okay to maybe we can have a little bit of uh downtime this year um and, and to kind of focus on it like it kind of felt like that ios 11 to ios 12 transition um so i mm. yeah that that's kind of my my summary is like it feels like a lot of quality of life things for the for the end user um and maybe less so for the developer
2: yeah no plus plus none of that um i i did feel during the keynote like wow there's just so much that they're doing like i don't know why i feel like more than other times I was like there's just so many things that are moving forward across so many different like aspects of Apple's platforms that I felt very impressed but on the other hand it it was kind of like oh there's a bunch of stuff for iOS and iPadOS and like also Mac and Watch <laughs> <laughs> Where it was kind of like, yeah, and TVOS. So, like um, barely anything on those platforms. And you're like, what are these people doing? Like are they on are they on vacation over there on those teams? Like just kidding, of course, like these things take more than one year, but it's like yeah, it's interesting how it's not always evenly distributed, the amount of
0: changes um across all of those teams. I actually don't think we've seen anything around TVOS. I can't think of anything. No,
2: there was a um like rec like the thing where it's like recommendations for the whole family or whatever
0: oh uh, that's right
1: oh uh, well uh, yeah sure. <laughs> is barely a feature. Sure. i still can't figure out what profiles on on uh apple tv actually do <laughs> like i was really hoping that like every app would support them natively and i don't think that's the case i think it's only the the tv app but the recommendations were kind of cool i loved uh they they called out a part like the the example they were giving was like Uh, You know, maybe maybe mom's into this and dad's into this and then grandma's into sci-fi. And I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It it definitely felt like there was not a no major feature or change on any any of the platforms. But a a lot of the things we've seen was one, probably a reflection of like COVID times. Right. Like because maybe they couldn't really make any big change in anything uh, the way you know they're working now and also i think the focus of some of the features like there was a lot of emphasis around facetime and messages and all that like you know the COVID things we've been doing (laughs) just what all of a sudden like why would apple prioritize now be able to watch a tv show with someone else on a call at the same time right it feels like very much a COVID feature uh, I mean, that sounds all horrible, like a, a pandemic, you know, uh, related uh, thing. So yeah,
2: the FaceTime section yeah. especially really felt like Apple playing catch up. <laughs> like a oh, lot yeah. of it was just like grid view. It's like yeah, about time. <laughs> like, um, Isn't that crazy. That's a feature. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. I, I will say this. This keynote especially, and and everything happening this year. Like my my honestly, my takeaway as a designer from this was, uh, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I feel like I just gained such, like, an even more enormous respect for product managers and project managers. Shipping, Mm. I mean, especially with how Apple is, like, progressing in the platforms, right? Almost everything they announced works on iPad, Mac, Watch, and um, iPhone. Mm. And just the feat of engineering from that demo alone of universal control of, like, moving your cursor across three different uh, devices. I think it was an iMac, MacBook Pro, and then an iPad. It's just, like, the amount of design that has to go into that, the amount of engineering, the amount of like planning and and just kind of alignment across the three, given the remote world, given that like Apple is not traditionally a remote first company, um, I I mean I, it wasn't a lot this year, but I am just like I'm so inspired by I think the, the 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 like individuals who work at Apple like coming together to actually ship these things this year is pretty impressive.
0: Sometimes I wonder how much of it is actually things like planned out or almost like reacting to what they have. Let's take that example of that, that feature of moving the cursor between three different devices. There's a lot of like building blocks or things you need in order to get to this place and where this feature is even possible. Like a lot of hardware that is needed. Like for some reason, this only works on M1 Macs. I don't know if it's like they actually do need it or they decided to drop support. Um, but like you need that, you need the U1 chip probably or whatever. Uh, you need, you know... A lot of stuff, and I wonder if if this feature was somehow planned. Like, all right, we need all this stuff, so we'll get there when we get there. Or it was more of like, hey, now we have all these sensors. Now we have all these chips. Like, all of a sudden, new features and ideas are unlocked. Now we can do more, and I wonder. I know that, you know, Apple is a company that does a lot of planning and, like, you know, future proofing and future thinking, but sometimes I wonder, like, how can you plan this? Yeah, just a project manager... uh, feet of like actually pulling this through the project like this spanning like three years that sounds impossible. Totally.
1: Um and it, it must have been hard, right? Like I, I would imagine from a uh from a cultural standpoint, um, given that like so many things within Apple, at least from the outside are perceived to be planned years in advance. Like going from this really quick turnaround of, of nine months really, uh of having to think about like, all right, you know, we're we're all in this remote, you know, kind of pandemic lock in world. Um how do we kind of shift maybe our roadmap or our, our ways of thinking as a, as a design company or as a product company to, to match this new world that quickly is uh, yeah, just really impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I do think I,
2: I end up falling on the side of this shows just how hard it is for a company like Apple to pivot quickly. Like I mm-hmm. actually think like a lot of these things feel like would have been awesome like six months ago. <laughs> um, That it just feels like it's, it's still good, like it's better than nothing, but it feels like a lot of these announcements that we're getting now should have happened sooner. And maybe, I, I mean, I don't really know how things work internally, but like, and maybe some of them were ready, right? And they're just waiting for like the year <laughs> event <laughs> to be launched into the world. Yeah. But it did make me think, especially like, I don't know, I keep hearing people feel like there wasn't a lot, but I felt like there was a ton in this event that I'm like, you could have smaller events where you do just do like an update on like some of the the FaceTime things like that could have been, that could work for me. Like, I I don't think you need to announce all these things. It's almost to me as like a a user and developer for these platforms almost feels overwhelming how much stuff i'm supposed to look at and pay attention to but i kind of feel like yeah like maybe you should explore spreading those those things out a bit more
1: yeah yeah i it's a really good point i i wonder like as the as the user as the industry at like shareholders like i wonder how much we've we've just at society like kind of put that back on companies like apple right like those yearly big upgrades where like I mean, even the fact that we're kind of talking right now, like, hey, what was your reaction from WWDC? Like, were you disappointed this year? You know, it's 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 a bit of a bummer that um that, you know, one, we have to kind of wait for these things. Um and Kevin, as you said, like can't incrementally uh increment that or it can't increment incrementally implement them over time, right? Uh it has to kind of be this this yearly thing. Um it is interesting to to really think about. Um I remember like having that exact reaction, it, although it's a little bit different. But I remember having that exact reaction back when uh, hand washing on the Apple Watch was announced last June, uh, because I was like, "Wow, like this is amazing and would help so many people and possibly prevent disease." But given the cycle, we have to wait uh, at least—I think at the time it was you know five five months for that to actually kind of come to fruition.
0: Like yes, and <laughs> at the same time, like one, we've seen more of those you know mid-cycle things like especially on ipad like the cursor or whatever the keyboard that was and they do get also a ton of press from that so i think it also i think they like it (laughs) but some of these things let's say all the new share share play or whatever right Uh, like facetime thing that yes they could have maybe have an event uh in between to announce that but that that also comes with a bunch of new APIs for developers and a new, a lot of work in terms of documentation. And I'm not saying that it's not possible, but like, it's not just shipping the feature is making sure that the whole thing around it for developers, especially is still there. And yeah, you know, not easy. It's
1: such a good point. (laughs) Like it's the, it's like the designer versus developer kind of thing, right? Where it's like, all right, this is, this is available. (laughs) I get to start designing for it today. Like as seen with the iOS kit that you were just talking about, right? Um, But it's a whole other thing to understand, like, the APIs, the limitations, the the hows. Like, for some of this stuff, it's not even possible to understand it, you know, for at least a couple of weeks or months to see how others are implementing it or challenges along the way. Um, So, it's a really good point. So, I don't think we're going to be able to go through every single (laughs) announcement
2: and features. So, should we go and and just, like, mention some of the, the top announcements that stuck out for each of us?
0: Yeah. Or, like, let's go platform by platform. Like, each one of us picks a thing that we want to talk about. Awesome. So maybe.
1: Yeah.
2: Rafa, do you want to start?
0: Sure. Let's start with iOS. And like, I did, we didn't mention, we touched on the, the whole SharePlay and FaceTime thing. Uh, I'd also hear your thoughts on it. Like, I guess more from, a, not as a designer, really, but just, like, as a user and that as a feature. Do you see that something that you would, you're going to use? Do you actually see yourself playing a movie while on a FaceTime call? Like... That is just the the weird thing. I think is like still being on a call, like a video call. Still, um, I don't know how like young people uh, are using this. I, I was just gonna say <laughs> there's a part of me that feels like, oh, this is maybe not for you. Like you don't get it.
1: I think that's exactly it. I, I think like this is something that I saw and honestly I, I didn't quite get. Like even in the demos, uh, I think the um, I think there was the, the person who was demoing this was kind of like sitting there in the chair and like. Laughing on Facetime while holding her phone and different angles and like watching TV and like, but but I, I did see a tweet today that was going around and maybe you came across it too and it had three hundred fifty thousand likes. That was just screenshots of these features for Facetime and for SharePlay, uh, and it was just an immediate like, yep, this this probably isn't for me and that's okay. Uh, like there's a whole world of people and individuals and users who are super excited about this and. Who are FaceTiming way more than audio calling or just kind of your classic phone call uh and it, maybe it's just a realization of yeah i'm I'm outside this uh I'm outside this th- who this was targeted for was that re- your reaction to you kevin
2: yeah i uh, <laughs> my ideal way of watching television or movies is total silence <laughs> so the idea that i would willingly like introduce more distractions into the mix uh, it sounds not like my thing um that being said i know a lot of people who have wanted to do this and have done this during the pandemic i'm not one of these people that being said i think there's a couple things that are interesting to me here first like i because I don't believe in the idea that I'm going to be holding my phone in front of like, while watching a movie like, so that people can like see me on FaceTime. That's just not going to happen. But, and this is something that we talked about, I think, and maybe it was in our predictions a- episode, but I do like seeing Apple figure out a way to use these video calls as like a a, a more ambient thing. Basically mm-hmm. like you do a thing together. So, for example, something that I feel like would be awesome is games. <laughs> I would love to be able to play games, like whether it's some, some kind of like uh, on um, House Party. House Party has a bunch of these like games, like guess the song and like do these things and have a bunch of people around, a bunch of friends that are on FaceTime. That sounds awesome. Like, that sounds like the kind of thing I'm into because I do want to have the conversation and I do want to have those interactions. So the movie slash video use case for me is a no, but all of, I'm excited about all of the other uh, use cases for, for this kind of feature.
0: The the screen share is definitely the one that I can see. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm going to use this. Like, I've faced numerous situations where this would be really good. Like, you know, so tech support for family, right? Yep. that's That's a big one. <laughs> Uh, the the whole. I, I think it was weird that they said you can listen to an album with a friend. <laughs> like, okay, wait. First, listening to an album. Who does that? Then together. Who does that? And second, if you're listening to an album, why are you on a call with a friend? Right. Right. It felt like why would you? Whatever. So th- that didn't <laughs> make much sense to me. I a couple of like maybe not omissions, but like I I, I I'm not entirely sure if it's possible. One is probably also a very Common uh, use case for me is if I'm on a FaceTime call, especially like a group call or something with family, and I want to share a photo or a video, I still don't know if this is possible using SharePlay, if I can just share a photo uh, or a video. Like everyone would see the same photo for a second. Um, I'm not sure if that was possible. And then, you know how like as you see these new features or APIs, your your brain just kind of like, w- what could I do with this? And the only thing that I thought about this was like, okay, what if I bring my soundboard app to ios and then i could play sound effects while in a call that might be fun but i don't think that's possible like that's i think we have to like initiate a session or whatever um i don't think you gotta make multiplayer break the safe but, <laughs> <laughs> oh crap yeah that's true yeah each one of you would feel a vibration <laughs> each number would
2: oh wait wait wait! one person like can turn the wheel
1: the other person feels the vibration oh, oh that'd be cool,
2: cool. so you have yeah, to
0: cooperate That'd be
1: cool. One thing that did kind of stand out in all of this, maybe maybe more more of a theme, is just, I uh, I mean, it, it's obvious, right? Like the theme of connection, but also the theme of of, for example, spatial audio coming to FaceTime. I think is really exciting. It's like a perfect example mm. of like um, the technology and the hardware increasing to a point that's making interactions that are either forced to be virtual or virtual by by nature, just feel more human. Um, And that is super exciting. It's like, we're all using these devices all day. And like, even right now we're using around and like, um, I, I feel a little bit more of like an intimate connection. Like I've got like a filter I've like, where these like faces on here that are kind of like shifting around a little bit. And all of that is so much better than just like seeing my face really, really large on the screen. And, you know, like to, to parallel back, it's like, it's, it's the ability to kind of understand a little bit more of like, what does it sound like where Rafa is or like, how does his voice like really sound if we were kind of sitting next to each other? And it's funny. Like I don't, I, uh, I don't think I've actually, I'm thinking about it now. I don't think we, either of us have have met in real life, but I feel like I know you through these, um, <laughs> through these interactions, uh, which is pretty cool. I was laughing because Rafa just, just played a gift through a round. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like every time we play with these features yeah. it's not on the podcast. <laughs> so maybe it's, so maybe it's just more the personally. the
1: more like bringing more, um, Sensory connections that we all take advantage you know many of us take advantage of uh, every day, like bringing that to technology and bringing it in a way that's accessible um, is pretty exciting
2: yeah, you talked about yeah. spatial audio. have either of you listened to the playlist on Apple music with Zane Lowe at the beginning who's like walking you through mono stereo and spatial audio yeah, if our uh, we'll have a link in the show notes, but if any of our listeners haven't listened to that because i was a little skeptical and been like eh, yeah whatever like they're gonna do the weird like panning thing eh, is it really gonna make that big of a difference um it does <laughs> like it the best way i could describe it is it feels you're starting off it feels like the music is contained within the center and then uh stereo expands it a little bit and then uh spatial audio just like makes the audio sound so much wider <laughs> for lack of a better word like it just, yeah it was really impressive
0: hey, if it's like if you have a stereo speaker uh like literally two speakers in front of you and you're listening to music even if they're really good speakers you can still kind of like pinpoint where the sound is coming from there's clearly two sources of sound in with spatial audio like that thing just gets way blurrier like just i have no I, it's really hard for me to pinpoint where the sound is coming from it's kind of it's 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 similar to the thing like filling the room you probably hear that when like people are describing speakers it fills the room pretty nicely this i guess is filling the room but it's headphones so not really the room it's filling your ears <laughs> uh evenly yeah i i i really enjoyed it at the same time like four seconds in i'm like oh this is gonna be just a new normal like it's gonna be i'm not gonna you know Six months from now or I don't know how much adoption we'll have, but once this becomes normal, I know I will stop like thinking about it or appreciating it even probably. Which I guess it's a good thing.
2: Yeah, and everything will just start sounding terrible. <laughs> like when it's not in in spatial audio. It's kinda like once you hear a FaceTime audio call and then go back to a regular yes. phone call, you're like, Oh my gosh, True. how did we ever put up with this?
1: Yeah, I um I, I tried it, and I, I tried it with the AirPods AirPods Pro that I that I have and that I use. And um, honest, honestly, I, I had a little bit of an inverse reaction. Where at first I, I thought maybe it was the song I was listening to. Um, I was Blinding Lights. Uh, at first, it, it sounded different. It sounded a lot a lot more quiet, and I had to turn up the volume. Um, but I, I tried it a couple of times, and I think there are just different things that you appreciate about it that make the difference, right? Like it is less loud and you do have to turn up the 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 volume a bit but the reason is like it's just amplifying different areas of the song at different times and i (laughs) i do not have uh the ear for this like i i'd be so curious what my fiance thinks she's like much more musically inclined than i am but um it was it was pretty exciting just to try different songs and to like close your eyes and try to imagine kevin exactly what you're saying it's like it starts small and it kind of expands around you and it's just it's an interesting like um addition to the medium of like music that we have or the, that we know and the fact that it's available in, in devices that we already own is pretty exciting too
0: hey, joey i'm curious have you tried like in that playlist the first track which is like zen Low, almost like it's a, like an onboarding thing? i did
1: yeah i i tried it um i i don't know if my expectations were just different like i was almost expecting like mm-hmm. the like a um maybe a a less like uh, intense version of that that virtual barbershop, um, you know. I don't know if anyone <laughs> right. remembers that. And obviously, it's not going to be the yeah. case. But it was just different than I was expecting, not in a bad way. But I think I just need a little bit more time to get used to it.
0: Totally, fair enough.
2: The other thing that caught my eye in iOS 15 is the whole focus system, hmm. which I think is super cool. Um, it really feels like a second stab. At what they did with like the screen time stuff and like some of the do not disturb, it's like bringing all of these things together in a much more advanced way. Like it's super powerful. You can set up your own custom—I don't know how they—they're called like focus modes or, or whatever—that mm-hmm. get automatically triggered by different automations. And it, like, merges sort of, like, picking the contacts that are allowed to reach out to you and the apps that are allowed to notify you. Um, and what I love is that it's not sending you any notifications on the screen, right? So I can finally, like, I will set myself up a uh, a focus mode that's just presentation. <laughs> now, whenever I'm sharing my iPhone screen, I don't want to see any notifications from anyone. Like, that was just so much better. You can even... Have it turn off the notification badges on your apps. Um, you can turn on specific pages. Like there's just it seems like there's so much power in there. In a way, it kind of reminded me of, um, like the, the shortcuts team. It, it feels like it's that same mentality of like, Hey, how do we create a system that really allows power users to do something, achieve something very specific and like trigger shortcuts and like, Let's not shy away from the more powerful um features in this. So, I really like it.
1: I I think this is really really exciting. Um I remember when iOS 14 was announced, seeing that you could customize the different screens. I don't think you could change the order um uh but you could you could turn on or turn off uh different different pages within your home screen. I was really excited by that because I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the perfect opportunity to create a work specific screen that I turn off on the weekends and I I don't have to see Slack. I don't have to see like a a calendar widget. It's just totally gone. Um, The reality was I just never did that. (laughs) Uh, I I just (laughs) either forgot to, or it it felt like too much, or it just didn't seem like it would actually be useful because it's the apps that were on that screen are surfaced in so many other places like Spotlight. um, They were just always there. This seems like a huge push towards just like better mental health on to, to be able to like better mental health in in perspective of like interacting with apps on your phone and to just completely eliminate um, work related apps on the weekends or after 5 p.m. or whenever the schedule might be. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to change my relationship with my phone and my iPad and Mac and in a way that hasn't happened in a long time. And, you know, finally, like this is such a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier of. of project management and product management coming together with engineering and design. Like for this to work on every single device out the door um, is incredible. And I'm
0: really, really looking forward to it. It's been, it's really interesting to hear you both talk about it because I I don't think I'm going to be using this a lot. Like my relationship with notifications is like pretty fine. Like I've done a lot of the like deliver quietly for most of the apps. And I guess I've done that enough, like when iOS 14 or whatever, they released that feature at the time. And so I actually am okay with the amount of notifications that I that I get. Um, the two use cases that I, I can see myself using is, Joey, to your point, like a, a vacation mode or a weekend mode, and where that is something that I do when I go on vacation. I immediately go to settings, notifications, turn off badges and notifications for like Slack and even email, take off the badges and stuff. So that would be you know convenient, useful to have a quick mode to turn on. Where I see myself using this the most is on the Mac, actually. And by the way, incredible to your point also, incredible that they rolled out these features to the Mac because usually like this type of features come on iOS first, maybe iPad second and then the Mac when they find the time. So on the Mac, I could see myself using this a bit more in where uh, when I'm working, it's almost the opposite. Like when I'm working, I want notifications like Slack and maybe email, but I don't want tweets or I don't want maybe messages even or like separating those type of notifications I can see myself using you know a lot.
1: I, I think there's always some anxiety, too, actually around like um to your point of like silencing notifications because or, or or delivering quietly or setting any of those options. Right. Because maybe you're having a day where you're like, I, I just can't I can't see email notifications right now. Maybe I'm too overwhelmed or I'm just getting too many. I always felt hesitant, hesitant to actually press that because I knew that I was making it to do later to have to go into settings. Mm dig to the app, remember the app in the first place, and then re-enable all of that. It just seemed, I don't know, it didn't seem worth it. Uh, So the fact that you can silence things for a day and silence individual apps really quickly, I actually didn't know about turning off badges. That is exciting because that's like the main reason I opened my settings app today is like, I'll (laughs) download a new app and then I'm like, ah, badges, I got to get this off. Um, I'm really hopeful about it.
2: Um, One thing that's cool that I didn't fully realize from the keynote but I only learned when I was playing with it is the notification summary feature uh, is actually really cool. So basically for specific apps you choose these apps and then you can define specific times during the day when you get notifications. So this is something that I did for email for example which is like hey only send me a notification about my emails like in the morning and like around i don't know four or five and so during my entire day i will only get the e- new email notifications either at the beginning or at the end of the day and it's gonna leave me alone for the rest of the rest of my day like that is super cool that you're able to do that and i know like some other email uh, tools have allowed you to do that uh but the fact that it's built into the system now is really awesome
0: joey do you want to pick something IOS
1: 15. There was one thing I wanted to mention beyond the notifications, which was um, the first one is like Apple's continuing to expand privacy. I'm really excited about the, I think it's called Private Relay. Um, just bringing that and like educating mm-hmm. people about what is actually being given and what's, what's not being given or what you're actually in, in possession of uh, is, is awesome. I'm really excited for all of the changes coming to the Mail app where you can mask your email much easier. Um, and the fact that it's like built into Safari, it's built into iOS, it's built into iPad OS, macOS, like all of that, I think is is tremendously exciting. Um, I I am I think most excited. Uh, I don't know why, but over the course of the year, I, I made the switch from Google Maps to Apple Maps. Um, I think because I was using CarPlay a lot more, and I just found the interface to be I don't know <laughs> nicer to look at.
0: Um, and because we didn't leave our, our home, yeah, so. well, actually we we did a we did
1: a road trip from California to Ohio because we were moving oh, home, nice. and it was an interesting. I don't know. I just to compare the two. There's only so much to do when yeah. you're driving 2,600 miles in three days. Um, so that was my little experiment. But yeah, I, I kind of got hooked on Apple Maps, and I'm really really excited for the uh, the changes that are coming there. Um, you know, of course it's going to take time, and it's only in a, a limited number of cities. But just the realistic renders like down to what trees are there or like what the crosswalk looks like i i can't even begin to imagine how this was implemented um it's really really impressive seriously
0: no idea how i don't know if they're picking up from like from satellite images or from like all of the cars that they've been you know uh taking the not the street view but whatever equivalent on apple maps yeah no idea i also have no hopes to see this or actually being able to use it anytime soon Same in ohio um <laughs> I'm still waiting on biking directions in what the biking <laughs> capital of the world um I don't know, so yeah. but, but really, really cool and
2: I don't know what's going on with the biking direction stuff, but I would say the um the street view feature ha- at least here like pretty much anywhere like they have it everywhere mm-hmm. um so I am hopeful like it it seems it. like it's showing a lot of confidence that they can do a lot of these like highly time-consuming things at scale so yes they're going to start small but i feel like Mm -hmm. they've shown one example of how they're they've managed to scale a feature like that like so Mm -hmm. far and wide in a relative short amount of time
1: you know i i don't know if this is a limitation uh my again i keep mentioning her but she my fiance lended me her iPad to install the beta on, so I didn't have to put it on my, my iPhone. Um, <laughs> nice. And she has an older iPad, and I actually can't, I haven't had any success like finding or being able to enable the the new features from Maps mm-hmm. specifically. So I, I don't know if it's device limited, but yeah, like the, the, the renders so are incredible cute. and like the shading and the light and like the palm tree versus normal tree detection and the That's map, right. like I just don't even understand how that was done or if it was manual or, again, satellite-based, it's it's really cool. Yeah,
0: those 3D renders models are so cute. They look great and look very unique in a way, you know?
1: It also, it actually actually gave me a little bit of appreciation for what is there today. Like, I, I saw an, a, a couple of images that were going around on Twitter um, of Oracle Park, which is in San Francisco, uh, formerly AT&T Park, and there are renders of the, like, large Coca-Cola sign that's there and a couple of other, like, stadium-specific elements. And I was like, wow, that, that's, how did they do this? And then I was actually on, uh, as I mentioned, I, I haven't gotten these features to work and they're there today in, in the current maps. Um, so it, it's kind of been maybe like a hidden gem that was there all along. Like it doesn't have the shading or the oh. texture or like the, the lighting or anything like that. But uh, it's, yeah, I, maps is, is, I mean, shout out to that team. I, I just feel like they've caught up so quickly and are yeah. finally beginning to kind of differentiate themselves um, in a way that that feels unique.
0: And they started in a pretty rough place, right? Yeah. Like, oof, the, the, there's, they started with a the terrible reputation. And like, people, I think still today, like, it has a reputation. Apple Maps, pff, you're going to get lost, or they're going to send you to a ditch somewhere, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Props, I think it's
2: probably too. the most underrated team at Apple, mm-hmm. I would say. Cause you're right. Like, everyone always rolls their eyes at Apple Maps. But like, in terms of UI design, like <laughs> Apple Maps yeah. has just led the way for so many years. It has been so far ahead of everything else, um, and I do think like you can say the same now about um, their sort of like 3D modeling and how they're representing elements on the on the map. So very cool. I'm looking forward. Do you know? Do you remember like that guy who did kept doing these blog posts? on oh, yeah. The maps like I can't wait for this guy to do another one on this.
0: Oh man, I, yeah, he has a lot of work on his <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I I think uh yeah, maps was one of the first apps to really embrace the whole card-based mm-hmm. interface. Um, I think it was around some music was also doing something for the now playing screen or whatever.
1: Yeah, and they they really were started in Ruprava. Um, no, no. They them. really were like I mean, a, 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 an app like Maps like it, it takes scale and it takes like people using it for it to become a success and it. I feel like of all the things that are you're able to introduce, like that's one that you kind of have to put out there. That's and that's, that's just naturally going to be in a, in a not so great place from the start, but only get better. And I feel like we're finally at that inflection point.
0: And they'll probably like not get the credit they deserve, but I think that they'll get their their moment to shine with AR, like because it feels like ooh, this is the prime like domain for AR to 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 really shine. So. A lot of these things, like we we can see it, like the whole when you you know get off the subway station, you, you scan your the buildings around you to know where you are. Like uh, oof, yeah, imagine that in your face, <laughs> right? Like you don't, yeah. So I
2: just imagine
0: as like rotate your head around <laughs>
2: <laughs> in like the the in eights. I like do eights with you. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the future. Uh, cool. So should we get into iPad OS?
0: I just want to give one shout out. It's very small to to the whole sharing your health with like friends and family because like the day of the keynote a couple hours before the keynote uh devs and i actually were uh in the hospital everything's fine but we just went there for a couple uh, tests um because her uh blood pressure was a bit high and at the time like i wanted to have like her data because we had all those we've been measuring the blood pressure and it was in the health app automatically synced and like instead of me having to find her phone and like trying to unlock her phone to show the doctor or whatever i could if i could somehow have that information also in my phone it was and i thought about that like oof i wish that was a way i thought maybe take a (laughs) screenshot on her phone and send it to me anyway and then a couple hours later they announced this. so yes pretty cool and i'm lucky enough you know my parents are still in good health but i could see this you know if maybe you have older parents or grandparents or someone who's in a bit more delicate health this i'm sure this would be appreciated so yeah totally Shout out to, to the team.
2: And also, they did it in style. I love the like gradient stuff that they're doing at the top of the screen. Like, it's just absolutely right. beautiful.
0: Y'all remember how in the beginning of like HealthKit and all, uh, like around the time that Apple Watch was still new, your health data, because of privacy, you couldn't even like back it up to iCloud? So the only way to have your health data carry over from when you got a new phone or a new watch was to do like encrypted backup to iTunes or whatever. Um, It's come a long way, right? And we can share with other people in a still, you know, private way. So yay for technology.
1: It feels like we're getting to the point where... um, nearly all of us, whether you have an Apple watch or you just have an iPhone, like we, it feels like we, we all kind of have more personal stories to tell about how health was helpful in some way. Um, the, the service health, uh, like, you know, for me, like just last year, I, I wear an Apple watch when I sleep and I got an alert for about a month that my, um, heart rate was going pretty low at night, like in the mid thirties, low thirties, which is pretty low. I mean, especially for, you know, I I think I'm kind of active. Um, and it it turns out like I, I had benign uh what's called benign bradycardia where it's it's not it's not uh uh something I really need to worry about, but it was amazing that this this passive information flow um just let me know of something that was going on and, and the fact that I can, you know, share this or actually just have it captured in a way that's really accessible uh to me, like you know, we're, we're all changing health providers all the time. And it, there's always some gap between like, you know, EM, um, EMRs that, that are, 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 are all of our stats are, are tracked in over time. And I think it's amazing that a lot of this is just staying with us, uh, throughout kind of our
0: lives. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Almost an hour in we're still on that stuff. Should we do iPad quick? Yeah. Real quick.
2: Let's get to it. I don't know if we'll be able to be quick, but <laughs> we can get to it. That's for sure. Try I only have four
1: more hours. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about iPadOS. I, this is the one I was really, really looking forward to. All
0: right. Okay, well, then why don't you start? Yeah.
1: So I think the main thing that many of us who use an iPad a lot can agree on is that uh, multitasking is just really fragmented at the moment. Um, to highlight yeah. this, if you are in an app and you aren't using a keyboard and you want to pull up another app side by side, you currently had to swipe home, <laughs> choose the app, swipe home again choose the app that you were in previously, swipe up on the dock, find that app that you had previously opened in your recents, and then drag it. Um, Whereas if you have a keyboard, it's very easy, you just press command space, open spotlight, drag it in. And that is totally fixed with iPadOS 15. I'm I'm so excited about that. It was such a convoluted thing. Um, There's still every like a lot of things are still very like gesture based, they have this new kind of like visual dot system at the top that you can tap and you can kind of Switch the windows to the position that you want. Um, So it's it's still very like gesture heavy, but I I think we're finally getting away from having to know these things and and keep these things in the back of our minds to kind of use the iPad to even half of its potential. Um, But I'm so happy this is fixed, and I I just this is all I wanted from WWDC as an iPad user. Uh,
0: Okay, to that, absolutely agree with you that this I think multitasking iPad the you know iPad, uh, iPad OS 14. Um, totally broken needs to be completely rethought i think i i don't think if this is like the fix it helped that they are uh surfacing a lot of these like there were gesture only actions so the the little you know ellipses thing at the top that's better that's, i think that's an improvement also i just thought of, i think it's nice that finally they have the ellipses icon but actually each dot like corresponds to one of the three options. yeah yeah really like oh an ellipsis icon that actually makes sense in that context um but it's still like those three options it's still the same thing you could do before with the exception of like you said like if you wanted to pull an app that was not in your doc i guess um but it's i still wonder if this is like what you need because they yeah uh, they just fixed how you got two things but they it's still the same things if that makes sense the the drawer i still don't really understand it yeah the Um, shelf the shelf right it's when i saw it i was like "Ooh, that's cool
2: and then as i've been using it for the past like what day or so i never know like i've never clicked on it i just i never i'm like okay why do i have all these old windows around if i open notes i have like maybe 20 windows open somehow i don't know why i should care about it like they're just there Uh, so that one is a little weird i think
1: yeah those i i think um maybe it's just being a designer but i those that's like like what i kind of think of as like a a bit of a point of, of anxiety right like i'm not someone who frequently like closes all of my apps but i like to know like what i have open and how to access it but if you, even after a day, if you were like, uh, Joey, I, I need you to get to the app door really quickly or the the shelf really quickly, how would you do it? I I don't know that I could tell you like, oh, I, I guess I have to open the app that I was in and then go into multitasking and find it. And like, do I, does this mean I have eight apps open? Like, are they taking a lot of like memory and battery life and RAM? Like, I don't, you know, I, I think it's those things that maybe are intended to not be thought about as much. but. I can't help but think like I have all these open things that I don't really know how to access or where they are or what they're doing um so yeah we'll 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 see i i'm I'm hopeful that we're getting to a better spot. I think the multitasking in general is so far improved being able to swipe up and see all of your apps and kind of create that side by side app um view from the multitasking page is is awesome um so i'm I'm really looking forward to that too, yeah, I would agree with you on that like. It, it seemed like they listened to all everyone's
2: problems and were like, all right, we're going to like fix all of these problems one by one, right? Um, what it does seem to me with this is they almost like over-fixed things. <laughs> they were like, uh, a way that you can do multitasking without a gestural interface. All right, check. Okay. Um, it's annoying that like when you bring up the doc, you can't have access to all of the apps. All right, let's... Put the app thing in there. All right. Um, now, like, we have this new, like, you can swipe up, down from the top, and then instead of, like, making you have to drag an app, we want to let you use the home screen to be able to pick the apps. Okay, let's, we're do th- doing that, too. And, oh, what about the windows? Okay, uh, well, let's do some kind of shelf. What about um, in the multitasking tray? Oh, yeah, let, let's do that, too. Like, it just, like, went all, it's, like, I feel like someone was, like, just fix goddamn multitasking. I can't see any more blog posts about how our multitasking on iPad is terrible. Just fix it. Do whatever needs to happen. And they were just like, yes. Like, all of it. Like, every possible... Like, in turn, you have an idea? Sure. Like, put it in, like, we're doing it. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> Let's just throw all spaghetti at a wall and, like, we'll see what en- ends up sticking. Um, and to me, the the answer is, like, yeah, actually, like, you did end up fixing a bunch of things. I don't think I use all of those features. Um, is it the end of the world? No, probably not. Like, it's honestly, like, but I would expect that they're probably going to pull back on some of those features at some point where they're just going to be like, yeah, that thing like wasn't that necessary.
0: It, they definitely put themselves in in a tricky corner with you're building this OS out of a very simple single app uh, starting point with, uh, with iOS and you need to scale it up. And also you keep adding... Peripherals and input methods that are going to be incredible and could help you achieve these things, like keyboard and and Apple Pencil. But you can't rely on them exclusively because some people might not have them. So it's already oof. So we have to cover these three input devices in order to do everything. But we can't rely on any of them. And also, you know, in this case, yes, in terms of multitasking, they've had a laundry list of things they need to cover. You need to be able to do all of these things uh with all in all these ways uh and i think like to your point they could have done this in two ways one just admit defeat and like start from scratch we need a new like conceptual model to, ta- to tackle multitasking we can rely on these gestures or we can rely on like side-by-side apps or whatever they had to start from scratch or like go to your point kevin go point by point and like find a solution for them so in the aggregate, it might not be the cleanest, simplest thing. I, I actually think like multitasking, conceptually, it's more complicated on an iPad than on a Mac. Yeah. And the iPad is supposed to be the simple device. Right. And it so, got
2: more complicated with this release, for sure. Yeah. Not
0: true. Easier. So I I I, I am still not like 100 percent into the yeah, this is the right model. Let's keep pushing this. Because I'm like, ah, I could have just I could do all these things way you know faster and easier on my on my mac the 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 computer for old people right so yeah it's it's like just just
2: do the exercise like try to explain to someone like without any images without looking at an ipad how do you you know put two windows side by side it's just it's like i need two hours probably (laughs) (laughs) explain <laughs> to someone like all the but now ways. you can screen
0: share on facetime so can, <laughs> yeah that's true that's true yeah I, I, so
2: it is complicated but on the other hand there's so many fewer limitations where before it was just like you can't do that or like the way you do that is really clunky now the answer is there's absolutely a way to do whatever you want to do uh but there might actually be four ways to do it that same thing <laughs>
1: I wonder, you know, how much of this is coming from, I was, I was thinking back earlier today, like there's a, there, there have been a lot of different iterations of multitasking that we've had on the iPad. And I, you know, to your point, Kevin, it's like, I wonder how much of this new UI and new um, ways of like interacting are just coming because it's, it's like, you know, we're trying to put things onto a, um, a system that's like almost a decade old now and a way of working. That's like a decade old. And if you had to invent it tomorrow, like uh, you know i think we're all kind of in agreement that windows maybe aren't the best model for a device of this size or especially with how ios works in general of um you know g- memory containment and how you interact with you with with different elements that are maybe you know uh in the background for for a long time but uh it has been it's been awesome honestly to see the explorations that have happened throughout the years um and this really feels like one of the toughest design challenges um for I think iOS or iPadOS to come out. And overall, like, I I think all of your points are exactly right. Like, there's a way to do everything, but now you have to remember, you know, again, all of those ways how to do everything. But it feels like they they got really, really far, and it feels like um, that frustration is going to be gone, at least because there is a way. It's just kind of figuring out and, again, remembering how to do it.
0: Absolutely. And part of that story is also the uh, menu bar, but we're not calling it menu bar at the bottom. (laughs) Uh, yes. Like, bring the best things from the Mac on the iPad where it makes sense. That's one of them. Uh, they already had the like hold Command on a keyboard to show you the shortcuts, which is an interesting way of like surfacing some of those. Um, and to be fair, I like I was actually talking to some friends at work. Uh, who we're thinking about keyboard shortcuts in general, and I was like, well, yeah, because on a Mac, I think the way I would expect to find these keyboard shortcuts is to go on a menu bar and like click through the menus and see the things. And people are like, wait. I didn't even know that's how you were supposed to do it or didn't even think about that. So a lot of assumptions that maybe more like old school Mac users might have, uh, definitely not true for everyone. This might be, it's interesting for them to like surface some of these things that do work on the Mac for people who are used to them, like try to appropriate them for for an iPad thing. And uh, yeah, I like it. It even works on like the, the system thing. Like even have like tabs for like multitasking in the surface, all the keyboard shark. That's cool.
2: I'm curious about your thoughts on the widgets that can now be put everywhere on the screen on iPad.
1: I'm excited for this. I, um, it never made sense to me, maybe to all of us, but you have this huge, you have this huge screen and widgets are kind of contained on the left-hand side, um, And they're only seen when you're in landscape. So you're getting less of like the vertical real estate for where they're positioned. It was kind of frustrating. So I'm really excited for this. I One of my favorite things to think about, um, honestly, in design is just passive ways to show information. Like my background, when I first got started as a designer for my first couple of years, I was working in healthcare and working on like physician dashboards. And that's such an information dense place. And you had to focus on like, how do you just, control the flow of information and really highlight things that are just useful in little little blips here and there um and that's that's kind of what widgets feel feel like it's like you're interacting and maybe you're going from one app to another but uh you see that calendar that just reminds you of you have a meeting in 5 minutes like i love that sort of that sort of thinking and that again that like non-invasive way to kind of show you uh what you need to know maybe when you didn't expect that you needed to know it um
0: so i'm very excited for this i don't have a lot of thoughts on widgets uh, yeah. yeah, it was always odd. Like you couldn't place them anywhere in home screen on iPad. Um, the reason to, I just, asked,
2: like on one hand, I think it's interesting because the iPad. I, I feel like on iPhone actually, I I just run out of space <laughs> like, for, to put the things I want to have on my screen. So it's a uh, like there's a lot of compromises. I feel like I have to make as a user to be like, well, I care about all these things, but. If I put all of them, all of these widgets on my screen, then I'm gonna run out of space. So I, then I have to use the stacks to like rotate through them, which is fine. Like I think it's a it's a great sort of compromise, but not always as good as you'd want. So iPad is like you have so much space to put widgets. Um, that being said, I find found myself like trying to find some kind of widget arrangement that makes sense. And that looks good on my iPad. I found like has become so much more difficult (laughs) with this. (laughs) Like the other one was like allowed you to fit so many icons and like a lot of widgets pretty easily. And you can like scroll through them in a way that felt less disruptive than this. And so I'm still, maybe I just need a bit more time, but I, I feel like it's, I have more space for more widgets, but I, it also creates these awkward layouts. And then if you rotate the iPad, it completely destroys any kind of organization that you might have. Um, So for me, this is like, I need to create, like spend a lot of time, think about my home screen layout and never ever rotate my iPad, (laughs) which I don't typically do anyways, but this is really like, we're completely going to destroy your entire home screen if you rotate this iPad. So like just leave it in, in um, landscape mode and don't touch it. Um, But the one thing that I think I'll be interested to see is I've been thinking I should create pages that are like almost entirely composed of widgets and like have also, and essentially use my iPad as kind of a dashboard For information and i think that's that model is kind of interesting so i don't know i still need to play with it more but i i have found it to be a little bit more difficult to end up on a pleasing arrangement
1: yeah i i definitely agree with that that was my very first impression when i when i launched it on or when i installed ios 15 on, on this ipad um i don't know about you kevin but like for whatever reason over here i tend to use spotlight a lot more on my ipad um uh I don't want to say more than my iPhone, but maybe it's more noticeable that I use it um, or when I use it on my iPad just to find different apps. And I'm actually really excited for the app tour as well, finally coming to the iPad, just to be able to maybe hide a lot of those icons that were like scattered throughout. And I don't know, maybe maybe focus more on like a widget first home screen could be really interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm feeling like maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Like I'm using the old mentality and I should rethink this totally and be like yeah like my home screen is lit on the ipad is literally a dashboard and the way i access apps is either through the dock or the just by searching through spotlight
1: i think that honestly i think i don't know if there's the right answer but i think this conversation highlights again the like continued problem with the ipad is just no one's really sure how to use it right like there's a lot of things and a lot of different features that are confusing of like what's the right way to approach this like do i put everything in the dock because i can just swipe it up when i'm in every app or do i actually take advantage of the home screens um there's a lot of just different decisions that like you have to cognitively like make and think about when you use this when you use this device and um i just i i think there's still some time to go for it to mature on like the os level and where things are at and how you access things um So maybe, maybe it's highlighting that, that point again of like, where, what is the iPad? Where, where where's its role in all of this? How do we like use it and rely on it? Yeah.
0: Well, one thing that does, well, it is obvious for me or something that really connected to me, like, yes, this makes sense on the iPad and that's how I want to use it is quick note. Like I think that, that feature, I'm really excited about it. It's probably the the most thing, the, the most exciting feature for me. Um, for for two reasons like one is like the quick shortcut to like get a note create a new note and especially if you have the Apple pencil that makes a lot of sense uh, but second just like notes itself to support this concept of a quick note like there's a lot of times i just want to jot down some text and when i decide you know what let's just create a note which is already like a place for me to place like random notes um Creating a new note and, like, start typing creates, like, a big heather. Like, that's ex- almost the opposite of what I want. I just want, like, this random piece of text. And so I'm still not sure how, like, if you can even create a quick note on a Mac or, like, how those carry over. I know you can see them, but, but I don't know what the UI is like. Uh, but this makes a lot of sense. Like, just, it's almost like notes. Take the app notes and add the the legacy app, like, you know, stickies. <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> but in notes, this makes a lot of sense. And I... I I'm I'm curious to see if I'll actually use it because a lot of these things like with every WWDC new iPad features like that's awesome like the scribble things all those things look really good but in in practice I never use them Mm -hmm. this one I have high hopes for it how do y'all feel about this
2: I love the thing that you can drag into the corner and like jot notes on whatever you're doing Mm I think that'll be great. That'll be super useful. I love that it's integrated everywhere uh, and you can even sort of like quote parts of something. Like there's just lots of cool functionality here. Um, I also noticed personally, I use, I have these like random notes constantly with like a tiny piece of information. Like someone leaves me a voicemail it's like, Oh, like call me back or like, you know, gives me an address or something. Like I have to write it down somewhere. I'll just like, put these notes there's no title there's no nothing like they're just these kind of yeah like essentially a sticky um so i love that idea i think they should push it further though like this is the first step and it's good on the ipad but like i want an easy way to start just like a typed quick note somehow yeah because like right now it's kind of i have to go hunt down for it through the menus um and then two i think well, I don't know. I guess it depends, but uh, in the keynote, they showed, right? They use the sort of tiled view for quick notes. And I actually feel like that works really well for quick notes, but it's, it's not a, an independent toggle. So I have to either put all, literally all of my notes in this mode, which I, doesn't really work for me or have quick notes also still use the like row style. And I kind of wish like they made quick notes even more differentiated from like, hey, those are literally like essentially those stickies, right? So I want to see, like show me the the information that's on there right away rather than have me like dig through it versus normal notes. So I'll be interested to see how they take that feature to kind of the next level in upcoming releases.
1: I think um, I was just playing around as you were talking, Kevin, with this iPad here with iOS 15, and I... I was seeing on the Apple preview page that you can drag either from the corner using either your Apple Pencil or your finger. Um, I can't figure out exactly how to do it with my finger because I, I keep going home, um, which just kind of maybe brought you up. You can do finger. it with a finger. Yeah, it, it says, uh, and it's only with let's pencil. see. Um, yeah, maybe it's not something that, that's here yet. It, it says start a quick note with a keyboard shortcut from control center or swipe up from the corner using your finger, Apple Pencil. And I actually thought that was exciting because. Hmm. Um, like currently, if you have an Apple Pencil, it's great because you can just tap on the like your iPad when it's in its off state and you can create a note. But if you don't have an Apple Pencil, like you're not being you're not able to take advantage of that. Um, so my reaction was, like it's kind of exciting to see something like that coming to users who didn't spend the extra $130 for the Apple Pencil. Um, but it also, I think, just highlights like how many gestures there are, uh, you know, like I swipe up to go home. I swipe in from the corner to bring this up. I swipe from the side to bring in multitasking and the little drawer. I swipe up from the top right to bring down Control Center and then the top to bring down Notification Center. Um, I don't know if it's a problem yet, but it, it is just interesting. It's like almost every corner of this device is now, uh, or every side and, and nearly every corner is taken by something.
0: Yeah, And to go back and when we were talking about how he has the keyboard and trackpad, with the cursor support and all and apple pencil but it can't really rely on any on any of them this is clearly a feature designed around apple pencil like every uh every shot they have it on like the the marketing page has hand uh handwritten notes on it so i actually haven't even seen how this looks with the on-screen keyboard popped up i guess you're gonna run out of space you know it's it's interesting for them like yeah we're acknowledging there's an apple pencil i guess it's going to work if you don't have one maybe on beta too you can <laughs> you can swipe from the corner uh but yeah it's yeah even, even this i think the concept is really exciting for me even though maybe the, the execution is maybe a bit too heavy on apple pencil usage but the concept is really appealing even like on iphone at some point like i'm i'm on a i don't know a zoom call or something and I i want to Jot down a quick note, I don't know, shake your phone and like a little, little sticky from the bottom pops up. Yeah, that's compelling. I mean, that's because <laughs> that's what you do when you're at your desk or whatever. Like, you have a pad of paper somewhere with just a, you know, or on your call and you just doodle or whatever, something like that. Bring back the um,
1: PDA, yeah. that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything else about iPadOS that's uh that has you both excited or, or thinking about like maybe a different way you could use this?
0: I mean, the whole thing with the uh, playgrounds and being able to submit an app to the app store. Oh I, my gosh, yes. I still don't understand how. And, <laughs> and I, I don't because it's as someone who has published apps to the store, <laughs> there's like a million little steps in between. Um annoying steps that even like on X coded alone sometimes are not possible. Like it's gonna have to send you to App Store Connect or whatever. And maybe that's the answer. Like a lot of this thing is well Go on Safari, open App Store Connect, and do it from there. I mean, they said but, that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Some yeah. Because
2: what it, what it does is it'll upload the build to App Store Connect, but then after that, you're kind of on your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm okay. hoping that like it exposes how like bad this process is, and that it's gonna really encourage them to be like, what can we do to like make this more integrated, make this easier and simpler. So yeah. I'm hopeful there, but yeah.
0: You know, they're not calling this X code. I think for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's so limited that I think calling it playgrounds gives them a pass on a lot of stuff. Because, um, like, I don't think you would be able to, I don't know, write a write a universal like a Mac app, even if you're using SwiftUI. So even the preview, how would that work, right? Like, um, so a lot of that stuff, I think, you know, it's going to be very limited. But for basic SwiftUI, little 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 things. I don't know why you want to submit that to the app store, uh, but you know, well, why not? Uh, I don't know. I think it, it's cool that you can, and it's definitely like a first step to something bigger, um, which again, I guess my, like my closing thought on this is, is that we keep seeing this amazing hardware on iPad. And we keep saying every time there's a new iPad, like, okay, but this is just half of the story, right? We're waiting for it on the heart, on the software story to make it real, like a pro or a, not just pro, but like a capable machine. Um, I think this year, like I still haven't seen that story. Like we're making slow progress in the right direction, I think. Like all of this stuff is obvious improvements over what we had. So they're very welcome. But I, I, I still feel like I need a big leap on whatever front it is. I feel like I need a big leap and we haven't seen that. Um, You know, maybe there there's not going to be a big leap. It's just going to be, well, give us four more years of slow iteration and one day, will, you know, will blink and like, oh, wait, actually, no, th- we're ready already. You know, we're there. So maybe that is what um, the strategy they're going for. But so I guess that's like my closing thoughts on, on OS this year.
1: It's a good point. I feel like I'm still wrapped up in like the shininess and newness of WWDC and, and what's <laughs> to come. But I mean, yeah, just a week ago, like the thing that was on my mind is like, I've got this, uh, I've I upgraded an iPad and I was like, I've got this M1 iPad, which is running the nice. exact same <laughs> hardware as this Mac mini that I do all of my, like, all of my personal, you know, design work on. Um, and the two are, so, the, the two can be further apart, as far as like, what you can actually do. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe part of that is the apps that are available, the input methods that are like, easily accessible. Um, but the other part is just, you know, just the software and like, how we think of this. And uh, I think as well, like, just the unclear definition from Apple of of what is this for? Like, It's always the message that you can use this for anything. And this is like a sheet of glass that will transform into whatever you need it for. But I think in a lot of ways, like a little bit of confinement or definition would actually help a lot of people.
2: Should we talk about Safari? Uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, what what do you think?
2: Uh, Where where do we even start?
0: (laughs) Oh, we can't forget to also talk about Apple Pay. We can't forget. Let's, Let's put a note. Yeah make a quick note yeah
2: yeah i mean i'm curious to hear what you,
1: what you all thought about
2: safari before i, I launch into my giant monologue
1: <laughs> what i think about it but i have a couple of thoughts um, that are top of mind yeah that i can share um i i really like this idea from apple over time of like put the content first like it's 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 uh it's in photos it's, it's in the displays that they create it's in safari and, and now i think it's even more so in safari um the thing that like The thing that really irks me about this redesign so far is uh, that there are a couple of things. One, uh, the mockups that we've seen are only on like the most beautiful web pages out there. I, you know, it's very unclear of like how this design currently will translate to pages that um, maybe don't look so good or are really crowded. Um, So I'm kind of curious about that. But the other thing that really I find frustrating in Apple's current design language is this notion to hide things behind single actions. Like They've hidden, for example, like the refresh button behind a three three dot ellipsis that's in the URL bar that collapses whenever you're on another page. Like, um, there's just been this push, like I think from Big Sur, and now we're seeing it on iPad OS even more. It's um, we're just hiding things and we're not making them accessible visually uh, in, unless you know to look for them. And Kevin, I, I want I want to hear your thoughts, but I just wanted to share this tweet I saw from um, Federico uh, Vitici who said. Uh, He said, I like many of the new Safari features, but I also think some important ones are too hidden right now. So for example, bookmarks can only be opened from the new tabs page. Uh, Share extensions are hidden by default. And then private mode is in the tab groups menu. And it's like we had all of these actions that were visible and right there for a user. And a lot of these things, granted, are on, on the iPhone version of Safari, but it's a trend that's carrying over. And I find it frustrating because it just increases the um, the learning curve for how to use your, your phone and how to use these apps. So that's kind of where I stand. Same with reader mode. Like why do all of these essential features need to be hidden
2: behind an overflow menu? Like that is, sounds totally crazy to me. (laughs) You're just taking all of the features that I use and you're hiding them. Why? Like this is a browser, like let it, like show it like use the space like i it's it's just not prioritizing features correctly in my opinion it's the um it, it, like it's trying to attain an ideal past the point that is useful like it's just it's gone too far and on iphone i think it's even worse than on the ipad on iphone i think the idea of bringing a bottom address bar sounds good right we've all seen like Brad Ellis's like mock-ups and those things but in practice like the design that they've settled on has so many state transitions between like a big floating bubble down to a thing that's at the bo- at the bottom and it's just you tap on it it like zooms back up to the top of your screen it just ends up being so disorienting and they have this weird thing where you can like swipe between tabs which is kind of interesting but then like that means you've got like stuff (laughs) coming from other pages like over uh, on top of your your current page it's just like it's too i think it's too far like it's a what's interesting and heartwarming about it is like this has always been in safari's history like I think uh John Syracuse shared like uh I think it was Safari 4 or something like that that had like the top tabs and stuff like it's like oh like bringing back a lot of the weird designs of Safari but I just as soon as I saw it I was like I don't know how I feel about this and using it I'm like oh my goodness this is I hate using this like every I, and on the iPad, it's a little bit better. But still, I hate how they combine the address bar with the tabs. Like, I just I just feel like every single one of these decisions, they're optimizing for something. But what they're optimizing for, I do not care about at all. Like, why would you replace the refresh button with the close tab button? Like, that is so weird. They, um, you know, the, the history buttons, like, back and forward when you're like essentially like when the forward button is inactive they just hide it (laughs) so you just have a back like and it doesn't look like the history buttons anymore it just look like some sort of arrow that's pointing to the other icon somehow it's just so many weird decisions in there i
1: yeah i don't get it the, the one thing I want to say is like, there's a lot of weirdness here, but I, I, I do appreciate like how the browser is evolving, right? Like tab groups, I think are really interesting. I mean, regardless of, of kind of what we think, like it is a really big design challenge to say like, what if we do combine the tabs with the URL bar, because you're likely not using the two, um, with one another or, or at the same time, like they're, they're kind of in a combination with one another. And I think the implementation overall is, is at least for me personally, I I find it actually kind of kind of cool and and kind of fun to use. But it's like, when I need to just go to a site really quickly or perform an action or print a page or save to PDF, like, all of these things are still hidden behind this wall of of discoverability. Um, And it's like, I just want to personally, I just want to see this design pushed a little bit further to like, bring those actions back and not hide them. And uh Kevin I think that's what you're getting at and like there's a lot different here but there's also a lot of I think interesting like design innovation which I I definitely can can see and appreciate and it will take some time to get used to but I I do think there's a lot of um steps backward here uh in in terms of just discovery and usability
0: I'm going to echo a lot of your points um agree with a lot of that uh it's it's bold like this is bold <laughs> it's changing a lot of a very established, not just Safari as an app, but like browsers as a category of apps. There's a lot of app expectations that people have literally from forever. Like really a browser window has changed very little from, you know, the first one since the internet, right? So this is, it's bold. And with bold, like in order to be bold, you have to take risks. And I think they're taking a lot of them. Some of them might bite them back in the ass or not. Like I think the whole, like the, the address bar is in the tab thing I think it's going to take me a while to, like, you know, see it in that way. Although I have to say that I think this, in a very small way, makes more sense than the the use, like, the the title bar and then the tabs. In terms of hierarchy, it's almost, like, the other way around. Like, the type, the tab dictates the title, Similar to Chrome. that makes sense. So, yeah, so that's always been, like, just from, like, macOS in general. Like, I think in terms of hierarchy, that never made a lot of sense, but it was because, well, but the title bar came first. You can't just, you know. So in that way, it's, oof, uh, I guess, like I'm, I'm curious to see how long it will take for me to, to make that that switch in my brain to like see it in that way. And like title bar is actually just changing the title of a tab. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, although on, on on the controls, and I'm focusing more on, on Mac OS right now, I use Safari and I, get rid of like almost all of the controls actually i it's it, it happens to me a lot of like some of the let's say the one browser uh, extension and where they're going to add you can add the icons the extension uh the icons on the on the title bar and i just get rid of them because i can't stand especially because i have the tint color <laughs> i can't stand <laughs> them but sometimes i would appreciate to be able to to get to them maybe from a drop down menu and you can't not that i i don't think you can so having that actually for me the way I use it I prefer it. Um but it might be a bit a bit too far. Maybe bring back the refresh button or something. Um on iOS though, oof, I think that's that's just That's <laughs> interesting. That is not working for a lot of reasons. Like I've been I've been playing with this like concept of like a like a bottom navigation bar in a way. Uh I've been thinking about this a lot and like there's a lot of things that I've very recently had to think about it like try to design for and i feel like they they just dropped the ball like kevin mentioned uh the whole like sure that the the title bar is at the bottom you tap on it and then it's at the top like what are you doing because i guess it makes sense because you need the keyboard or whatever it has to move but it's such a disconnect from like from the elements and then like you have the title bar at the bottom and if you tap on the on the like to see all tabs There's this transition, this animation, in where you can see that each page has its own uh, bottom bar. Because again, like if you swipe between them, each one has one. But so you transition, but there's still a tab bar at the bottom, which like, but it's a different, there's like a disconnect. In Apple, usually it's like really good at this. Like everything makes sense. Every transition, there's an obvious end and start point. Everything is connected. I feel like this is still like the opposite of that. Everything is a bit disconnected. And also, if you're going to bring, the navigation bar to the bottom clear the thing at the top right because like, when you have it at the top the bottom is clear right it's like and it feels nice like with the with the edge design like it, it feels good to look at like that um super clear space but now you still have like a weird it's like safe area thing at the top which is you know i think they would get rid of it because like what, what is it doing i don't know so i feel like it needs work this, this stuff <laughs> needs work um and yeah, it's it's hiding a lot of steps. Like like to get to a private uh incognito tab, or whatever they call it, Safari private tab. Um there are so many steps and none of them are intuitive. <laughs> like the first time I like figure out how to do it, I was like, This can't be like I don't know I was just like fishing, just tapping buttons until I found a thing. <laughs> Nothing made sense to me. Um yeah. so
2: it's also hilarious how the URL bar says reader available for like half a second when you load a url and it's like how how do i access it like w- couldn't you just put a button on there no i have to go fishing for it and i found out that you can press and hold on the dot 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 menu to get the reader mode but it's just so that's frustrating true. this feels like it was designed by someone who hates web browsers <laughs> i like think that's really what or- it feels like
0: Someone who d- didn't grow up around not just browser, but maybe these like more old school apps, like UI, more traditional UI. So maybe they're just, they're young and they never grew the, the, those like, I don't know, those expectations that they just, they weren't born with it in a way. I don't mean, they were actually because they are that young, but which is like, it's probably what you want on one hand. Cause you do want to bring in like new perspectives and like, you know, unbiased things, but at the same time, oof, uh, uh, an app like Safari. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going
1: to call
2: it here. I think next year, cause it probably won't be changed
1: for this year, but I, I can guarantee you next year we'll see some changes to Safari again. <laughs> I was actually gonna gonna mention like that is one thing I I appreciated about iOS fifteen and iPadOS fifteen this year is um, their Apple is doesn't seem to be too afraid uh, in this area I think in other areas they're much more um, uh, uh, less likely to do so but they they've rolled back I think a few of their like UI um, and and just like general usability mistakes like. Um, the the date picker uh the, the time picker specifically that is no longer a wheel it's kind of taken the traditional uh larger scroll view that we had before yeah um i and I, I also i maybe this is just forecasting a little bit too much but on the safari uh area of the iOS 15 preview they don't show a screenshot um of the url kind of uh uh like in in the scroll view they don't show it there and i'm actually wondering mm. if that might be something that could change over the life cycle of the of the beta um because I, I think it is very jarring it's like you tap it you're taken to the top it's not quite clear where it lives uh but you have to account for the keyboard like there's all these things that rafa you mentioned and kevin as well that just feel a little bit off um so if it doesn't happen maybe it will happen next year maybe i mean maybe it won't be a mistake maybe it will over time feel a little, a little bit more um <laughs> yeah a little bit more friendly a little bit more natural i think it's a stretch but i also I think one thing that I think we're all in agreement on is it's it's nice to see the browser evolving a little bit, but it is interesting because we have so many built-in associations of a web page and a browser and where to find things and what actions we, we use the most and take advantage of. And uh, just trying to imagine like my, not to pick on my parents, but just imagining like my parents using this, right? Like there's a lot of hidden yeah. things and there's a lot of different uh, paradigms that they've gotten used to. And I think this disrupts a lot of them. I'm saying a lot, a lot. Uh, but it disrupts several of them, right? And it it will be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Absolutely, and Safari on 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 desktop has you know very low market share, and they kind of have to differentiate and innovate in a way. Uh, so I I actually think it's a good strategy for them to maybe be a bit bolder and try some new things uh, to stand out from the competition. On iOS, like if this is. Uh, not a success uh and people are like turn on it i think it's even gonna uh, i mean just just ignite that whole conversation of like them not allowing for real uh, third-party browsers on, on ios um because like right now safari is fine i think for most people if it stops being fine you know it's going to apply pressure in some places that Apple probably doesn't want.
2: Yeah, may- maybe this is a growth hack to uh, to promote the usage of the screen sharing feature. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> I I can guarantee you that when
1: my parents upgrade <laughs> their iPhone to this, I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> Someone replied to me earlier. I uh, was like, I can definitely anticipate getting a phone call about how to refresh a page. It's like, think that's true. Uh hey, just a heads up, Rafa and Kevin, I have to run in maybe five minutes or so. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Um anything else you'd like to talk about? Um I think we covered a lot. I feel I feel <laughs> I feel very excited about this, honestly. Like um maybe maybe you can put this in there, but like one reason why I think WWDC is just exciting because it it sparks conversations like this. You know, we're able to talk about these things and like debate like is Safari the right move? Did they take the right UI decisions here? Um, and it just like, it creates a whole nother year of like conversations and ways to push things further. Um, and I think one thing that we always come back to, I, I always reflect on the Dropbox redesign example, but it's like, they took a wild rebrand and pushed it out there. And it just moved the bar forward for every other company to try something different, right? It was like, mm-hmm. all right, Dropbox did this thing. And now it's like, they just stretched everything. And now every other company can go five feet further in how they think about things. And I'm wondering if that will be the same case for what we're seeing in a lot of these uh, designs. Um, I don't think we'll ever agree that like hiding actions by default is a good thing. But I think the interesting thing to talk about is just like how you access things and where you swipe up from and how you build the mental model of like where things are located inside of apps. Um, At least that's the part that's exciting to me. And I think that's the part that like, keeps me going as a designer is just seeing how different companies and different designers who are at apple are thinking about these things and pushing them out there
0: that's a great way to put it joey thanks so much for for joining us and i really appreciate you spending 90 minutes of your of your busy day to 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 chat with us about this stuff it's been a pleasure and we'll have to have you next time uh, another time to talk about coffee for another 90 minutes
2: yeah, um,
1: thank you so much for coming on to the show.
2: Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's so
1: good to talk with both of you and um thanks for giving me the space to talk about the iOS kit a little bit. Um I it was really exciting building that and uh I guess if I can leave with one thought like I the reason that I wanted to build th- that and and continue to do so is I I just care a lot about trying to put something out there for a designer to use to like make their thing and if it helps one designer out there, um I I feel really excited by that. And you know, in the same breath like let me know if there's feedback uh I built it really quickly. It took a lot of time, but it was all it all kind of get, it all kind of came together quickly and um the the response has been awesome and uh yeah, I just I thank you both too for being super supportive and everyone out there who kind of encouraged it because there were a lot of nights where I was wondering is this worth it uh but I'm really glad that I, I kind of wrapped it up and um here's to many more years of doing it.
0: Absolutely. So That's for anyone way. listening to this, if you use Figma at all, check out Joey's uh ios 15 ui kit you you have the stats uh i'm sure just like thousands of designers at so many companies like rely on 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 your work and it has helped a lot of people you know it's funny it's
1: like that is the one thing that actually really excites me is wondering if in a company i really look up to and admire like are they using one pixel that i created (laughs) granted i'm just recreating the work of apple uh, so it's not really my work but it but it's interesting to think about like is there like a component that i built that maybe they're using or relying on um i think that's kind of exciting
0: i'm sure they're like most of <laughs> like the app the companies you look up to uh yeah all their screenshots are you know uh, mock-ups and stuff and their websites it's probably you i gotta
1: start putting more um easter eggs in there
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the Tahan and Lax
1: thing, right? Where they
2: had like the carrier name, <laughs> like spot, like yep. who's using it. Yeah,
0: just do like a like not a tracking pixel, but like you know, do like one little thing that only you would pick yep. up. <laughs>
1: there, there are some small things. Uh, I'll, I'll mention. Um, it's not it's not super exciting, but like I I put um for example like the in the video player uh the time for the video like it's it's from a movie that is one of my favorites um and there's nice. there's a couple of other things like scattered throughout that uh some are obvious, some are maybe less obvious, but it's kind of a fun chance to, I don't know, make it, make it mine a little bit more, uh, again, recreating the work of others.
0: I love it. Joey, before you go, where can people find you on the internet? You mentioned UIKit, but is there anything else you would like to plug? Yeah. Um,
1: the, no. the iOS Kit's over at, um, ioskit.design. And then I'm over on Twitter, uh, uh, working and active, uh, at Joey ABanks. um, <laughs> I work on design systems, design systems at Twitter. And I, Am super active over on Twitter, so uh, reach out, say hey, would love to connect.
0: Please do. Nice, thanks, Joey. Thank
1: you both so much. I'll talk
0: to you soon. Have a great day. All yeah. right, thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna hang up. <laughs> 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 Man, Joey is so nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that you're was so awesome. Let's let's wrap this up. Um, on Mac OS there's really only one feature I think I would like to to talk about which is the wait what are you calling it? universal something wait universal control it's the whole thing of like moving your cursor between mm-hmm. Macs and iPads it feels like it's I mean it's very cliche to say this but like only Apple could pull this off <laughs> really there's only th- this one company that controls like all of this shit all of the software and hardware are, like to, to allow for this to happen it's one of those features that feel magical I have massive doubts of like how reliable this is gonna yeah, be yeah exactly <laughs> but if it works like half as good as the demo it's really exciting. Like I could see just quick, like one thing I like to do is I like to annotate my Figma files, for example, uh, with like hand drawn annotations. Hmm. Um, Doing like in control with the the mouse, like hand drawing things, like vector, you know, the the pencil tool, those never work for me. Like I don't like how those turn out. So what I do a lot is uh, take a screenshot on a Mac, copy the screenshot on my iPad, open Procreate, create new file from screenshot, and then annotate on top of that, hide the layer of the screenshot, export, copy (laughs) that thing, paste it on Figma. You see where I'm going with this, right? It's, It's a lot of little steps. Uh, but just so I can annotate with my iPad, annotate a Figma file uh, in this case. This would be incredible. This would be so cool, so easy to do. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, it'll are you be cool. About this?
2: Yeah, I am. I think it's going to be cool to move my mouse from my laptop over to my iPad. Um, but yeah, so curious to see how reliable this is going to be because yeah. my <laughs> hopes aren't very high but it's i mean it seems like they're confident about it the the last thing that i would mention on mac os is i'm actually quite excited about shortcuts coming to mac os and i'm excited about it especially for releasing the show i feel like there's so many yeah. little repetitive tasks that i have to do they're not that difficult each one of them but it's just like a very common sequence um and i could probably automate something using automator but it's too complicated for me um so having something in shortcuts would be great and i'm sure i'll be able to take advantage of that
0: i wonder if any of the shortcuts are portable between mac and ipad i'm gonna assume no because it's it's gotta be like completely different api endpoints and stuff but i don't know maybe some simple stuff like uh I don't know, like turning on a certain focus mode at a certain time. Maybe yeah. those will be able to. Yeah, do. for sure. But like, I'm I'm thinking because I have, I have like weird uh, automations on on uh, iOS stuff, like even to change my wallpaper between like light and dark mode. Hmm. Um, that's something I, I so I have an automation like at sunset, you know, turn on dark mode and change the wallpaper to this dark variant stuff like that. Like if some of this stuff I could also reuse on the Mac. Or or more importantly, create the shortcuts on a Mac and then, you know, install them on, on iPad because mm-hmm. the, the whole, I was never a big fan of the whole interface, the whole UI of like creating, especially like complex shortcuts on iOS. It's not the best experience. Uh, lots so, of yeah. scrolling up and down. <laughs> lots. And lots of like dragging a big chunk and then trying to put it yeah. in <laughs> between <laughs> the two ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: Exactly. Uh, I hope they're gonna have some actions or sort of Hazel like when something goes into this folder, like this right. thing should happen to it. Um, so yeah, we'll see, but I'm excited.
0: Good stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, did you see that you can have a uh, mimoji on the lock screen? Yeah, that's super really cool. It reacts to like the cursor and stuff. Yeah, that's... I like that.
2: Finally, that actually cool. reminds me of. I don't even know. I think this was maybe just a demo. There was like someone sh- shared this, and it kind of went around. It was like this owl on like a login page, and then like when you typed in your password, the yes. owl like put its hands over the, uh, the eyes. Yeah, um, I remember that. It kind of made me think of that, like because when you enter the wrong password, it'll like shake the head and like stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's that's super cool.
0: That is super cool. Um, I also I tweeted there's this thing that say that um, it will resize windows when you connect or disconnect external displays. Think the Lord, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's just uh, it's just been a thing since forever, like a little annoyance that I even stopped thinking about it. Like this is how computers work. It's messy when you connect or disconnect the displays. All my windows get whacked. Um, actually, we did bring that up uh, with with dave uh, last week remember how like sometimes my computer wakes up in just a corner of the screen so anyway excited about that yep
2: um and then so the last thing i mean we can touch on the apple pay thing oh Um, yes we have to talk about it yeah so this wasn't mentioned i believe in any keynotes um there was a session about apple pay which i watched um so they redesigned the apple pay sheet um and i think it's interesting, right? Because Apple Pay is something that I think a lot of us use, um, but it's being used in a lot of different use cases and situations. You can use it to buy an app, or you can use it to buy something on a website. Um, I think there was room for improvement, like especially for anything that's like around subscriptions. There's been lots of talk about how it's very easy to get scammed into doing a subscription that's like $5 a week, <laughs> Um if you don't realize, and there now is trials and like all sorts of things, right? Um, that this has to accommodate for. So I think I mean, speaking for myself maybe, but I feel like we can all agree that the current sheet, well, I think it was great and like really awesome when it was introduced, um, there was room for improvement. Um, and some of the things that they added to this new one think are interesting, like a better onboarding experience, which is definitely something we felt, uh, Shopify, like the, the conversion rate of the Apple pay when you're, you don't have a card saved, is not that great. Um, so happy to see them kind of improve that. Uh, or at least try. Uh, we'll see if it does improve things or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added support for things like discounts, <laughs> which was awesome. Like That was also something we had to work around, which oh, is nice. like once you're in the sheet, like there's no way to, for you to enter a discount. Uh, a bunch of like other little like niceties, like you can tap on the the price and see a more complete breakdown of the total and stuff. There's probably other goals that they had initially uh, internally that I'm that I'm kind of missing, that I'm not realizing. Um, so yeah, so I think they wanted to improve the the sheet. There had a bunch of new things that they wanted to introduce. Um, I do think, however, like my first thought actually when I saw it was like, "Ooh, that looks cool! I love the new look." But then I I like, actually tried using it and I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why they made a design that has, that is so spaced out. Like if you compare and we'll have in the show notes, the old one and the new one, this new design, I think in pretty much all of the examples that they show always requires the user to scroll down <laughs> to view the entirety of the information. Um, And a lot of that information is really important. (laughs) Like, choosing your shipping method, for example. Or picking, like, making sure that you're using the right address. And it's like, nope, this is totally hidden here. You have to scroll down. And yeah, it's kind of a sheet, so it'll, like, move over, right? Like, the sheet will, like, expand as you scroll down. But why do these things have to be revealed on scroll? Like, why couldn't we fit all this information on one page i'm always the person who's like there is no scroll blah blah blah. like all these arguments are typically bullshit fold right like but this is this feels like it's it's like (laughs) there's a point where it's just a bit ridiculous (laughs) like i can see one two three four five like maybe five lines of text on this entire screen, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. can we please like have a bit more information density? So I don't know. Maybe there's something that I'm missing here that I'm not really getting, but it just, it really seems like we're losing a lot in terms of information density here. And it feels like annoying that now every time I use Apple pay, I will have to be scrolling kind of up and down to make sure that everything's okay. And then I don't, see any breakdown of the price anymore i have to tap and drill down like the only price i see is the total it's like kind of annoying not to have that information be accessible so i don't know it just feels like a step back in that way for me also they've added discounts and (laughs) can you guess where you go to add a discount
0: (laughs) i'm just looking at this screenshot and i well, to your point, I can only see the first two fields, uh, the card and the contact. So I don't actually have no idea what, what's down there. I would assume there's like a price breakdown or like a discount field for you to add at the bottom if you scroll. And you are wrong.
2: <laughs> the you I'm have like, to tap, you have to tap the price and the price shows the full breakdown and then in there you have a field to do the discount, but basically I don't think anyone's going to find Oof. that discount field. Yeah, no. um, so yeah, I don't know. Like there's just, I can see that this had to evolve to something else. I just feel like it's, this is not quite there yet.
0: I'm trying, I'm looking at these two screenshots. And again, like, like Evan said, look at the show notes. You can look at this or the show art. I'm, I'm trying to look at this and, and see, you know, there's a before and the after. Like what was the brief? Like what what were they trying to fix or improve? You know, what are they trying to solve? And clearly the, the obvious one is like the old one looks old. Like it's still using yeah. like a pre like round corner card thing from the bottom, like AirPods thing. It, it, it looks old. It looks iOS seven. And so, yeah, it could use, uh, you know, a visual refresh, but then and even like the, the breakdown of things like that, 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 table the list view thing it looks kind of odd or old so cool make it look better uh use modern components sure but to your point like so much else has changed i'm like it's not just like updating effectively it feels like they they took the old one they took their figma file that they work from and said update components you know, review changes, update components, and all. As like in the new card, the new list thing that I think that's also iOS 15. There's a lot of more padding and like container, containment of like uh, items and settings and stuff. Uh, but then, like w- it's clearly you're losing something here. You have pretty hard constraints with like. Why does this card can only fill half the screen? Well, because we kind of need to show you that you have to double-click to pay. Yeah. And if the text was on top of the card, it would be really hard to add contrast. So we kind of need that overlay thing. There's like a lot of weird constraints uh, that sure make it a bit trickier to navigate. But yeah, this feels like it's a... If the brief was like, make it more modern, the you know, good job. Job well done. Ship it. But if the... <laughs> if it's like keep it as usable or hopefully improve the whole usability of this card uh, yeah it feels like it's a, it's not very successful at like that
2: yeah exactly it, it's like it feels like it misses the mark on what made the old sheet good it like it it's like one step forward two steps back unfortunately so yeah
0: Joey is, what do you think
2: crickets kind
0: of <laughs> <laughs> tweet at us Ed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to hear what people think about this. Um, Obviously, like, we've been going going at all these things and, like, giving our hot takes, and I do want to recognize that all these things, like, take hard work, and there's lots of, like, talented humans behind this, and they probably can't tell us (laughs) why. Like, oh, there's this thing you totally don't get that's (laughs) the reason why we ended up in, in this place. So... I'm totally willing to to accept that that like we may be missing
0: a lot of perspective here. Um for sure. But but I think in this particular case you are someone who can look at this and also like be more prone to look for potential, you know, fallbacks, potential issues that people would have in this context. You know, you've been you've been thinking about this problem for years. So in this case I I'll trust you that you can, kind of, you know. <laughs> I think you got it right because i also feel this tension in my own work in my own thinking of like you know part of me you know the little devil and angel in your shoulder like part of me is like people can scroll whatever like they'll, they'll figure it out it's not a problem stop trying to optimize everything looks better it's fine but then the other one's like no especially something like ios in where you've kind of, you have such a broad spectrum of like users you know you you have young people, old people, everyone in between using this. You have billions of people using this, so you can't really just be like, "It's fine, right?" Like, <laughs> I think that that won't fly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, maybe they'll, uh, you know. So uh, we, we're very early in the beta period. Maybe they'll tweak it.
2: Uh, hey Apple, if you if you need anyone to give you design reviews on on that stuff, I'd be happy to help. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I'll send you my account, account uh, Kevin's Calendly uh, link.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Uh Kevin, we, we I think I think this is I think this is good. Just just a two hour long show. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Um let's do quick recommendations and call it a show.
2: Yeah. I can start. Cool. Yeah. So my recommendation this week is, is funny because I feel like I've been watching a lot of these reality shows somehow lately. I don't know why. I'm this—I'm kind of <laughs> in the mood for this, I guess. Like I want to just shut off my brain uh-huh. uh, when I'm done work. But um, something that we've been watching a lot and we're, we're now on to season two that we've been enjoying is uh, this show called Legendary on HBO. Have you heard of it?
0: Was it about the name sounds familiar?
2: Yeah, so, maybe I just seen the trailer or something. So it's a it's like a, essentially like a dance competition. Um but it's all around voguing. So I don't know if you know <laughs> voguing sort of no, dance. Style. I have no idea what that is. Uh anyways, I didn't know much about it either <laughs> before before watching this. Um but it's really cool. Um features like essentially like The vast majority, if not all, the participants are from the LGBTQ community um, and features lots of, like, people with different backgrounds that are all, like, super, super interesting. Um, The production qualities of this show is through the roof. Like, you can tell they spent a lot of money on this.
0: Get that HBO
2: money. It's like... (laughs) insane it's like everywhere it's like pouring out from the screen like just how much money is on there on everything um the also like watch the the sort of like intro credits like just look absolutely amazing like the graphic design on this is so good like they created these brands for each of the houses and it's just Especially season one, we've taken a bit of a step back from first season two, but season <laughs> one wow, incredible um one thing that's interesting, so it has the the judges are uh Jamila Jamil, which you may know from yeah. other things um Megan the stallion uh law Roach, and then Laomi, I forget her last name um but anyways i had heard, of course, of, of Megan and uh, Jamila. Hadn't heard of the other the other two. And my first reaction when I first watched the first episode is like, oh my goodness, who the hell are these judges? <laughs> like, it's a total mess. Like, these judges never agree with one another on anything. They will <laughs> clap back at one another constantly. There will be like participants will disagree with the judges and like snap back sometime at them. Oh. Um, after they get their critics, their critiques, they often have a shot of like the team where they'll be like, "This is total bullshit!" Like what this person said was t- terrible. Like it's just it's total chaos, but it's so much fun. Like the judging doesn't make any sense. It sounds like, very nothing entertaining. Makes sense. Yeah, it's just all over the place. The the host is absolutely incredible. Like he'll during, and the format is kind of weird too. Like they have some categories and then they have like different types of dances. And like, sometimes it's a whole group. Sometimes it's just one person from each team, but during some of them, the judge will be, I don't even know how to describe it. will be like rapping basically. Like, over the music. Like, literally, like, the host of the show is, like, and introduced, like, these people. And then the music starts, and he's live rapping <laughs> while the people are dancing. And he has to sort of wrangle the judges, which are totally out of control most <laughs> of the time, and the participants, which all have, like, huge egos and personalities. It's, it's really interesting. I, I really recommend it.
0: Wow. Okay. You definitely it's, piqued it's my interest. Trip. We're going to give it a shot. <laughs> Sounds very fun. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I want to recommend two apps. Uh, one of them is, is like a little, uh, like a side project from uh, someone I have never met, uh, never heard about. Uh, it's called OldOS and it's currently like on test flight. It's like a beta <laughs> thing. It's effectively iOS 4 uh, recreated in Swift UI. Uh, for of course modern phones, but you—it's like a complete recreation of the OS. So you see the home screen. You're gonna have a, like on-screen home button. Uh, there's a lot of apps that actually are like almost fully featured. Like uh, you can play music. So the whole music app—it's—it's it's almost like 100% the original one. Um, you can like create notes, settings, change wallpapers. Uh, there's like the the photos app. It's also like you know. Almost 100% feature complete. It's like the, he shared the source code. I just I haven't checked it yet, but I have to because like I this feels like so much work, and I don't know how long it took. I guess we could check the commit history, but anyway, incredible. And if you're someone who has like any nostalgia for this, or even just like curious about just SwiftUI experiments and what is possible so impressive so 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 impressive we're gonna put links in the show notes and also the creator um they're like 18 years old oh my god you, like <laughs> have them like even used ios 4 and don't want to get, <laughs> like it's incredible it's incredible it feels like it feels like a, a, a something made out of like love for this clearly uh i mean why else would you do this but i think it's even more impressive that They're so young and like I, um, you know, I don't know if the nostalgia is actually there. It's like a nostalgia for a time that they weren't really in it. Oh, I don't know. Incredibly. Impressive. So check it out. I have a second one, also an app. Um, After I tweeted a couple days ago, like I shared my home screen in anticipation for iOS 15. I got a lot of people sharing their own home screens. It was fun to scroll through. Um, uh, One app that I was not really, I didn't anticipate to see that, that much was Reader, like the old school ah. RSS reader app called Reader. To ease, um, I thought a lot of people still have it, had it on the, on their home screen. And I, uh, I asked, um, I asked Gavin Nelson who who was using it, and I was like, "Hey, why? Like, how are you still using it? Like, why are you still are you still using RSS?" And uh, he said, "Yes." He also shared his own like XML. Thing, like his own subscriptions because i was just curious because I, I, that's also a, another thing annoying thing of like rss it's, it's like you have to build your own like library right you have to add blogs and feeds so it was nice that I, he could share his own it was a good starting point for me but anyway so i i revisited reader uh, an app that again i used way back when i guess i used it up until google reader killed uh, was that and then i guess i kind of Fell out, of love what RSS. But the whole app, it was so, so refreshing and impressive to see it. Um, like, I think at some point I mentioned that Duolingo was an app. It was a good case study of an app that just throughout years just keep steadily improving it. It gets to a level of maturity that is quite rare. Even an app like Instagram, which is very mature... But they, they make big changes, right? Like mm-hmm. introduce stories, introduce whatever. It's like Instagram today, it's not the same app as Instagram five years ago. Uh, but in the case of Duolingo or in the case of Reader, it's like, no, no, no. The same app in spirit. And like, you know, and Everyone would look at the same app 10 years apart and it would like, say, yeah, this is the same app. But it, it reaches a level of maturity and polish that is so inspiring and also made by like one person. Uh, been doing this they charge like five bucks for the ios one and ten bucks for the mac one so you know it's it's like a, it's, it's rare nowadays a yeah it's old school <laughs> kind of app. very much old school um but the whole app again if you if you if are interested and maybe willing to spend the money because again it's paid up front but just as a case study just like study this app it's so incredible it's very much super native but yet super custom. Uh like every little thing, even like the scroll is somehow custom. It has this like elastic band. Uh, the transition between things has like this weird, like almost parallax transition between elements and text. And yeah, again, an app that is basically text. Right? It's like it's it's just an RSS reader. So anyway, I it was I was so happy that I've revisited this um this app and um it's it's very inspiring. So Recommend it, if it nice. sounds appealing to you. And it's back on my home screen.
2: Yeah, I haven't had it on my phone in a while. I don't think I have the new version. There
0: you go. I do recommend it. I've heard. Okay, cool. two hours. Holy <laughs> pants. Uh, we need to wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. We might take a longer break
2: after this one, actually. Yeah, because maybe baby's almost here. Be-
0: it's uh, very close. Um, so, you know, if you don't hear from us for a while... You know why? Uh, maybe I'm on a parental leave. We'll take a quick break. Um, maybe not. In the meantime, you can check the show notes uh, on our website. That's layout.fm. Uh, you can follow us at layout.fm on Twitter or you can follow us individually. I'm at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Our friend Joey is at Joey Banks. I think. I think right? Is, isn't, um,
2: isn't there an A somewhere?
0: Isn't Joey A Bangs? What
2: does the A stand for? Yeah. What do you think? I'm Joey A Bangs joey alexander banks
0: uh joey andrew uh, arnold (laughs) banks aaron banks joey aaron banks sounds like that sounds believable to me okay well you can ask him by tweeting at him at joey a banks um yeah he's on twitter as well anyway that's it for the outro i have a question for listening yeah what what's up if
2: you work at twitter does the time you spend on twitter count as work yes
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know at least on your like if you have any kind of like screen time or VPN or like somehow tracking <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess you could right um, yeah well you can ask Joey uh, tweet at him at Joey A. Banks <laughs> cool alright but oof let's call it a show let, 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 let's, let's 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 stop
1: alright bye bye, bye.
2: I will miss you, buddy.
0: Oh, I'll miss you. <laughs> we'll we'll FaceTime. Oh yeah, we'll FaceTime. I can, I can FaceTime and show you uh, this this human blog. <laughs> we can watch a movie together. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I you know, I love you and you know, I consider you a great close friend. I will never watch a friend who has a movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh my gosh. I will never do this with you. Or really anyone, I think. But yeah.
2: No, but I think oh, we should know. try. We should try to watch Legendary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we listen to an album together? Oh my God. It's
2: uh-huh. like it's like uh, the old Steve Jobs keynote. Like, let's listen to another song. <laughs> You're just uh-huh. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Please. Yeah, just that's
0: so true. <laughs> Can you imagine how much time we spent, collectively, as a society, how much time we spent watching Steve Jobs listen to a song <laughs> on stage? Because he would play the, that Bob Dylan for a while. <laughs>
2: you know, that is nothing like this, the time we have wasted with game
0: demos. So That's very true. Oh, but those I would skip. Steve Jobs, I wouldn't. I would just Because no, like, like, this can't last longer than five <laughs> seconds, right? And then 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, my God, it's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. I'm gonna stop recording.
1: Boop.